Hello and welcome to Prosecco Party Podcast. My name is Isabel, engineer by day and podcaster by night. And I'm Lindy, serial entrepreneur and health enthusiast. We have a different show for you guys today because we will be talking to Jordan Guilford all about her incredible charity, which is called Gems for Gems. This charity helps women end the cycles of domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. And you know, we are Prosecco Party Podcast, but sometimes we got to talk about serious things. And we are in the season of giving. And Jordan Guilford has an amazing initiative that gives jewelry to women in shelters for Christmas, along with a lot of other initiatives in the Gems for Gems umbrella. So we are going to talk to her about how she got started, how she scaled, and how you can help. But of course, we got to do our little girl talk over some drinks before we get serious. Cheers, my friend. We both have coffee. Our- oh, boring. <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo, caffeine. Hi. Ow. We so Ready wild. <laughs> <laughs> what has come to us? Oh, my gosh. It started off pretty solid. Like our first few shows, we had like custom cocktails, like uh, Prosecco drinks. Lots of Prosecco, actually. We did Prosecco a lot in the beginning. Um, yeah, beautiful glasses. And now we're just you know, in our mugs. And oh my gosh. <laughs> 2021, here we come. Prosecco's coming back at you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And oh my gosh, it was just my birthday. This is my update. And I had, I got so much uh, sparkling wine and Prosecco. So I'm super, super excited. I've been like popping a bottle every weekend, maybe twice a weekend. And it's just been so good and so delicious. And yeah, I love anything sparkling. I have a white wine and I'm like, why are there no bubbles? It's, it just needs the bubbles, you know? Yeah, I know. Uh, beverages are so boring now without the bubbles, but how does it work? Like drinking breastfeeding how does all that stuff work you have to do it strategically so you have to drink after you breastfeed um apparently there's like one ounce of alcohol or one serving of alcohol is like one hour I don't know I'm probably butchering this so cancel that (laughs) (laughs) but how I do it is I just like don't um do it during the day I don't drink during the day I'm not a day drinker I'm not an alcoholic (laughs) just kidding not all day drinkers are alcoholics yeah (laughs) pointing at herself um but yeah so I she goes to bed um we pop the bottle we drink in the evening and I pump I have to pump in the evening uh just to keep my like milk supply up but I just toss that bottle of breast milk that I pump because it's yeah she can't have it because it's going to be full of alcohol so Mm -hmm. that's how to manage it makes sense I was heard somewhere reading something that really only like, I don't know, really small percentage of what you actually drink gets in your breast milk, but dumping that one pump is like the, a good way to get rid of it. So you got to be really strategic now that you're a mama, I guess. You can't just willy nilly drink when you want. I know. I know. And speaking of our birthdays, we had to cancel our party. I know last episode, we were so excited about it and we were totally following all the COVID rules and having like less than 15 people over. But now that we have been like, I don't know, all the cases are rising and stuff. More restrictions have been put among us Albertans and Calgarians and we had to cancel our little games night. Yeah, it was so sad because I bought new pajamas for a pajama party. Oh no, you should still wear it and have like a little photo shoot or something. 
yeah, I'm still going to wear it. But it's kind of cool because in the province we live in, the restrictions uh, are pretty strict all over the rest of Canada. Like stores had to close. You can't really go out anywhere. But we can still shop. Our stores are still open. Um, businesses like mine didn't have to close. They're just appointment only, which I was anyway. So that doesn't really make a difference for me. Um, but we can still do our Christmas shopping, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, thank God. We really have to be grateful that we're still able. It's not a complete lockdown. It's just some restrictions. And businesses like you can still stay open and we can still do our Christmas shopping, which have you been doing, Lindy? I bought one thing so far, but I haven't really started. Have you? You're probably so organized. You got it all done probably already. Absolutely not. I'm the worst shopper ever. I usually like on December 23rd, I go to the mall. I like scour the entire mall go to each store and get something for everybody just at like the one mall I'm such a bad gift giver I'm not thoughtful at all and now I can't do it so now I have to like be strategic and think about it and book online L and book and buy it online before the Christmas rush because I don't want anything to get lost in the mail yeah that's true too that's so crazy I would have thought because you're always so organized and you're always so um, particular with things I would have thought you would have had your shopping done last month but I guess that's just one area that you're just not a pro on <laughs> yeah exactly it's the one area that just kind of like falls between the cracks and yeah <laughs> makes sense I like Christmas shopping and you know what sometimes I'll go Boxing Day shopping is a little crazy, but sometimes if I go and I don't see anything I want, I'll get stuff that's half off that I know other people want. And I have saved it for a whole year and given it as gifts the next year. That is such a good idea, actually. Why not? Because you're thinking of somebody and you see something that they'd like and it's something nice to give as a present. So why not? Yeah, or birthdays that are coming up because obviously birthdays will come before Christmas again. But um, that is the cheapo in me that loves a good deal. And all the wrapping paper, all the really nice, um, I do silver and blue. So I like all of the really nice shiny silver and blue wrapping paper, half off. Oh, that is genius. No, you're not being cheapo. You're being super thoughtful because you thought about that person throughout the entire year and you saved that gift in your closet for that person. That is true. That is very true. So it's actually more thoughtful, not cheapo. Is your tree up yet? No, I haven't done any of that yet. I'm going to maybe do it on Sunday with Brett, maybe put on like a little Christmas movie and some hot chocolate. Um, but it's such a hassle. You got to bring it out from storage, which is all, like in the parquet because we live in a condo building. And then the tree we have has artificial snow on it. So when we take it out of the box and set it up, that goes everywhere. So I have to massively clean up after we take the trio. Uh, so it's just kind of a hassle, but once it's up, it's such a nice feeling. You get the, the um, Christmas feels. So we're definitely gonna do that this week. But I know you are excited because you got a whole bunch of decorations from your parents for your birthday. So are they <laughs> up yet? That's right. It is all up. I think I spent like $400 on decorations and it's like a tree and a garland and all the all the Christmas balls and stuff. Like it, $400 and that's it? Like it, you'd think it would be more and I would be able to decorate my whole house. But yeah, it adds up really, really quick. Oh, the tree skirt. Like the tree skirt was 40 bucks. The star was like another 30. A wreath was like a 30. Everything adds up. So yeah, $400 coming gone. Uh, at least my living room is set up but um I really wanted you have that Christmas tree with like the snow on it I really wanted one of those but I did hear it's really really messy so maybe I'm I, I guess I'm I'm okay with a normal green Christmas tree I guess but I still love the aesthetic of the flocked 
snowed Christmas tree. Yeah, it is super cute because with my um, Christmas theme colors is silver, white, and blue. So it just really goes with my theme. But um, yeah, it does make it feel just a little more like snowy in the house, a little more Christmas vibes. But um, yeah, totally. I totally agree with you. So we're going to do that on Sunday. So that should be fun. I usually every year do spend maybe a couple hundred on like nice pieces. So then throughout the years, I've accumulated a whole bunch of stuff. So now it kind of looks more put together. Um, I've learned though, not to buy the really like cheap stuff because it only lasts like one season i bought these really nice sparkly candles um they were on sale and they were pretty cheap but they looked really nice and then one year in the box i took them out last year all of the sparkles were off and the candle was just garbage at that point so i think it's a good idea to invest in some really nice pieces so that they last a long time and then over the years they accumulate so you don't have to spend a whole bunch all at once that's a really good tip. I'll have to do that. Yeah, I can't wait to add to my collection. And what the heck? Garbage candles, glitter. <laughs> I know you suck. Stupid candles. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you stay on glitter? Yeah, right. So um, I'm kind of curious for our viewers if you guys want to comment on when you set stuff up because. Um, I think I'm late to the game. Like on Instagram, all, all of my, a lot of my friends have already set up their Christmas tree and stuff, but I kind of think you got to wait until the 1st of December. <laughs> I think you're like most people actually, because everybody who is setting stuff up right now, and we are recording this on, oh, Black Friday, uh, November, end of November. Everybody who's like, oh, setting up my Christmas tree so early this year in like middle of November. So I think you're like the most people, but me, I'm Filipino. And as they say in the Philippines, once the end of the month uh, starts with, or ends with burr, like September, then you're ready to decorate for Christmas. So people start decorating in September in the Philippines. You hear like the Christmas carols going um, at the malls and stuff. But I know here in Canada, you're supposed to wait until after Remembrance Day. So um, that's, kind of what I did actually no that's a lie I did it before Remembrance Day because I was too excited and I didn't post anything until after Remembrance Day so thank you veterans sneaky sneaky okay well yeah I guess I would still kind of be curious to know like when the average person when they think it's okay to decorate September I would say is a little too soon yeah yeah definitely let us know millions of followers and viewers yeah let us know we're gonna be so flooded with comments now <laughs> I know what a controversial topic <laughs> yes so getting into the more serious topics we do have someone coming up that um is really doing something really good with her time and it's become a big movement it's called gems for gems and her name's Jordan she's actually a friend of mine that I've known for a few years I have helped out with the organization so I'm really excited that we have a chance to talk to her yeah, I'm really excited about that. This was such a good conversation with Jordan and her jewelry drive for Gems for Gems is still going on. So donate that jewelry, go to um, her website, gemsforgems, I think, dot com yeah. and Gems for Gems Canada uh, on Instagram. And you can uh, see where to drop off that jewelry because, you know, who doesn't love a little bling uh, for the holidays? I totally agree with you, Isabel. Holidays is time for bling, bling, bling. Um, but first, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Jet Rao Real Estate, your Calgary real estate agent. Buying or selling your home? Thinking about investing in real estate? 
Visit JetRow.com to get in touch with Jet. That's J-E-T-T-R-A-O.com. Get a free home evaluation and check out his videos to help you buy your first home. Check out JetRow.com for details. The Skinny Spa offers non-invasive fat loss and muscle toning solutions, including fat freezing and muscle sculpting. Right now, it's easier than ever to get that bod of your dreams with prices starting from just $1.99. Visit theskinnyspa.ca for details and to book in today. And we are back. Today, we have the honor of chatting with my good friend, Jordan Guilford, founder and CEO of Gems for Gems, empowering women to empower themselves starting a jewelry drive six years ago to give Christmas gifts to women in need, Jordan Guilford has expanded Gems for Gems into the nationally registered charity it is today, helping women gain self-confidence, life skills to end the cycle of domestic abuse. Welcome to the Prosecco Party Podcast, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. We're so happy to have you. Yeah. I honestly, this, it is my honor. When uh, when Lindy asked me, I was on board instantly. Happy to be here. Yeah, Jordan and I have been friends for a while. I think we met during my Shaw TV days where I probably did a story on Gems for Gems, I'm sure. And you've come a long way. So from, I guess, the moment you started until now, like, how did, where did you grow up and how did you even start Gems for Gems? Because it's come such a long way. It has come such a long way, and, and uh, uh, you know, one of the things, we had an event yesterday, and, and in it, uh, one of the questions I was asked was kind of this question about how did it start, and honestly, um, we were asking people in that event to go out and be part of creating change in their communities and in their own lives, and for me, uh, I told everyone that I'm not asking you to go out and start a Gems for Gems, because for me, the start of me being part of the change was being part of the change in my own life, and that's what led to Gems, to Gems for Gems today. Um, when I was 14, I had uh, my first experience with abuse. And uh, obviously that's a difficult one for a kid to be able to deal with. Um, my family also didn't have the means to be able to uh, engage any professional help or anything like that too. So and at the time too, it was, it was a different time. And I think uh, there was a lot of confusion, a lot of uh, mismanagement through not knowing how to handle it, not knowing what to say. So instead of it being handled at all uh, by um, adults, it was very much kind of pushed to the side, um, which I guess would be better than not doing, uh, like than, than doing the wrong things. <laughs> but the bottom line is, is that I had to uh, really figure out my own way. And what I did was I really focused on the life and the person that I wanted to be um, and the life I wanted to have, and I just pursued it with all, all of my heart and all of my energy, and bit by bit, I got there, and, uh, and then when I got to a certain point, I was reminded of um, a, a story that created the jewelry drive, actually. Lindy, you know this one. Uh, when I was 14, uh, my, my siblings and I pooled our money together uh, to get our mom something special for Christmas, because uh, as a 14-year-old, I had just started seeing my mom in a different light, as in not just as a mom, but as a woman. And my dad wasn't around, uh, and we had very little. Like heat, hot water, and food was often not available. Um, so my brother and my sister uh, and I took our $20 each that my grandmother would give us for Christmas gifts, and we pooled it together and went and bought my mom a little bracelet. And 
and it was like it looked like little leaves woven together with what we thought were diamonds but definitely plastic <laughs> and it was the prettiest sparkliest thing we thought we'd ever seen um, but when we gave it to her on christmas morning she bawled and just got up and left the room and we were absolutely mortified but minutes later she came back and she had done her hair and her makeup and put on her best clothes and she just sat us down and told us that this little piece of jewelry had reawoken her as a woman um, and put her back on her own radar. So that's what started Gems for Gems. I just decided to try to do that for as many women as I could, kind of marrying the poverty of my childhood and then also, um, also the abuse of my childhood. So that's where I decided on the, uh, the women's shelters. Um, yeah, and it has grown. The first Christmas we did, I had a goal of 25 packages. So there's three to five items per package. And, uh, and then suddenly, uh, six years later, we've been able to do 16,000 Christmas gifts across Canada. Uh, very much a tribute to the community all pitching in and, and doing what they could, when they could and how they could. So it's very exciting. That's so amazing. So many follow-up <laughs> questions for you, Jordan. Um, at such a young age, you were already manifesting or using visualization to during your really low times to get you through it and to, I don't know, strive for something more in your life. Um, did you learn that from somebody or did you just, uh, I don't know, use your imagination as a 14 year old? You know what? Um, uh, I think that is a really interesting question because uh, and that's something that no one else has actually ever asked me about. But I personally have identified that before I even knew what manifestation and the law of attraction and visualization and all of that, before I even knew what any of that was, um, I instinctively was uh, by mistake doing it to a T. And I think what it was is that it was driven by the reality being more than I could handle. So in order for me to be able to get through, I just created a life in my head that um, that I was excited about and that I could really uh, focus on and, and be able to escape the present one with, you know? But, uh, so no, it wasn't taught. Thankfully, it was instinctual and uh, it certainly it gave me the foundation I have to have been able to build this. For sure, that's awesome. Um, and so, okay, when did you realize Gems for Gems was actually going to be like a thing and this is what you were gonna put all of your effort into and that it actually was going somewhere so uh the first jewelry drive i had a goal of, of 25 packages and in three weeks we were able to collect enough to do 436. so when that happened i was like oh i like this i'm gonna keep doing this <laughs> but at the time i was a stay-at-home mom and i and it was it was my way of giving back in a way that was meaningful to me um but it attracted quite a bit of attention so more and more people wanted to be able to be a part of it. So I am at my heart and at my, my core, very collaborative and very much about being able to affect more change and create more impact by working together. So I immediately said, yes, cool, let's see how far we can go with this. But then as I started hearing the responses to just a tiny pack of jewelry in the shelters, I wanted to do more. So I started doing awareness events for survivors in the shelter and then Again, I wanted to do more, so I came up with a formula that's now called our Thrive Program, where we teach financial literacy, uh, self-defense, uh, um, uh, oh my gosh, I just heard someone's beep and it made me lose my train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Um, financial literacy, resilience, 
self-defense and, and psychological coping skills. And we, we started out by doing them in the shelters and it was so successful. Um, but uh, again, then we got to another point where I, I heard a lot of women talking about, uh, they would ask me questions in preparation for going back and I, when they had already left. So I, again, looked at what I was doing and felt there's got to be some way that we can do something to give women an option uh, to feel they had a viable option to not go back. And that's where the scholarship program uh, came in. Um, but uh, it was right around the scholarship program that I decided that I couldn't do this um, <clears throat> by myself and I couldn't do it without having the charity status. And once I started pursuing the charity status, I started looking at things a little differently and then out of nowhere. Um, so we had applied for the charity status, but it takes, a, you're lucky if you get it in under a year. Um, and out of nowhere, I got a call from LA and I'm a screener, big time screener. <laughs> and for some reason I picked it up and I was invited uh, to bring Gems for Gems to the Academy Awards gifting suite. And I was like, what? <laughs> And it was amazing and we went and that was when our first celebrity ambassador came and then all the celebrities in their exit interviews mentioned Gems for Gems so they invited us back to the Toronto Film Festival one and yeah so we we got two celebrity ambassadors out of that so many testimonials of people backing us the celebrities backing us and it was that that, that I started to realize wow, we have something here and I have a crossroads to face. Either I'm going to go all the way with this or I need to start saying no to people who want to come on board. So I went all in. <laughs> That's amazing. The It was like a divine intervention that somebody from LA is calling you. You see this random area code number and you, for some reason, something, somebody was telling you to pick up and it was the Academy Awards. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, the chances of me picking up are like less than 0.1%. <laughs> I, I don't know what possessed me, but holy cow, I'm happy I did it. Are you happy you went into charity, charity nonprofit work as opposed to going back into the workforce and uh, back into the corporate world? That's also a really great question. Um, you know what, at the time that it happened, I didn't even have going back to work on my radar. Um, in fact, the biggest difficulty I've had with, um, with GEMS is that I just love being a stay-at-home mom so much. Um, and, and obviously, as GEMS grew, I'm now sometimes it's 100 hours a week that I'm putting in. Like it's, it has been wild. Um, and my first love of being a stay-at-home mom really took a big hit, obviously, prematurely, way before it had even come on my radar to start pursuing a career. But um, I guess I, I, I very much believe in callings. And when you're called, you have the choice to answer it or not. And you don't have the choice to decide when the calling uh, comes to you. So I decided to follow it. And I, I don't regret it at all. Uh, but it wasn't really a decision for me between the nonprofit and, and the corporate world at all. And obviously it paid off because like, look at what it's doing now. I guess for people that don't know, can you just kind of quickly explain exactly everything that Gems for Gems does? Yes, absolutely. So the Jewelry Drive is our starting uh, initiative and it's, it's beautiful. And you know, one thing that, that it does so well is it involves thousands and thousands and thousands of women across the country every single year. So thousands of women 
are part of being that beautiful gift to women on Christmas morning. So to me, that alone is a huge success, activating people and, and letting them feel part of something so beautiful. So that alone, awesome. But the, uh, the Thrive program has now served over 1,500 women um, in Calgary alone. Uh, and that's before we're developing a virtual side as well, which is very exciting. Um, the, uh, the scholarship program was just launched uh, less than a year ago, and we've given out three $12,000 scholarships, which is fantastic. And they've all been to the Aesthetics Institute. And the other bonus with the Aesthetics Institute is that part of, of uh, I guess, part of the difficulty with GEMS um, and also a huge opportunity is that we started in a recession. Uh, so we've had to be very intelligent and very clever and creative about how we do everything. So one of the things is that I really want our donors to understand that we value them and honor uh, the fact that they chose us over so many other wonderful organizations. So to that, our, the schools that we partner with, we partner with them and we won't partner with ones that won't. So for instance, the Aesthetics Institute does a scholarship matching program with us. So every dollar that goes towards the scholarships is doubled, which is hugely significant and really shows donors too that we're coming to the table in every way we possibly can as well to maximize and increase their impact as much as we can. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, there's also to the ambassador program, right? Our ambassadors are now 110 strong across Canada with three celebrity ambassadors. So yes, there's, there is a lot of work, but again, to this, it, it is all accomplishable because we've all worked together and because we have our ambassador program is based on having a livable commitment to being part of what we call be the change and livable means you do what you can when you can and where you can so there's no minimum amount of, of give there's no maximum amount of give it's whatever you can however you can uh, and i think that really also too helps people understand that it doesn't have to just you don't have to just have that mentality towards gems you can bring that into your own life as well um yeah a lot of special things. <laughs> and another additional question for you, Jordan. You mentioned that sometimes it's 100 hours a week that you're working, and you are a mom of two young kids. How do you do it all? How do you juggle it? Um, well, I have the original gem, my husband. Um, and without him, not, none of this would have been possible. The support and, and patience <laughs> that he has given to myself and to gems and and also to my kids. So part of it is, is that because I'm the founder of it, I have the luxury of being able to say when we have our jewelry packing nights, kids are welcome, which also means my kids are welcome. And anything over at my house, kids are always welcome. So our kids have grown up really feeling a part of Gems for Gems. And they've been on the news a couple of times for me too, which they just loved. <laughs> um, yeah, so part of it is, uh, looking at balance in a very different way. So I don't, I have, I, I personally have a score sheet um, that I keep with me uh, and I, <laughs> it sounds so primitive, but I'm pretty simple. <laughs> Not a simpleton, but I'm pretty simple. And, and I literally keep a score of family, tick, gems, tick, tick, tick. And I look at it and uh, in, in more of a week to two weeks and I want to make sure that everything is even in that um in that amount of time so i think most people look at a balanced day that's not possible 
for me. <laughs> some days are completely, some weeks are completely all out, but I do keep a very primitive, just check, 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 cross uh, of, of keeping things balanced on paper to make sure that no one's going without. Yeah, I love it's that. Hard. That's a good uh, motivation <laughs> productivity hack for everyone right there. <laughs> it, it is primitive, but it, it works. It's visual and it's, it's something to keep you accountable as well. Exactly. Yeah. So you're doing it all, girlfriend. Um, and you mentioned before that it was kind of upsetting to you to realize that, you know, these women would get out of these um, domestic abuse situations, but then just because for whatever reason they had to go back. So I guess how can you recognize if you're, first of all, experiencing domestic abuse? Because um, like we said, it's not just uh, domestic violence that's the issue, but it's also can be financial, emotional, and sexual abuse. Uh, I think that's a great question. And before I, I get into the how do you recognize it, I also wanted to, <clears throat> um, uh, to take note of you being an excellent ambassador and calling it domestic abuse. Because GEMS is quite different in that capacity. So the sector in general, not in general, exclusively uh, in Alberta calls the umbrella term domestic violence. And I feel right from the get-go, we are sadly missing so many people who hear the word domestic violence and immediately think, well, he's not physically hurting me. So I'm just married to a jerk. Well, he's just a jerk. He just has a temper. He just has this. He doesn't actually, he's not violent towards me. So there's a lot of women who really fall through the cracks because they haven't been able to identify that that is abuse. That yes, as you said, Lindy, there's emotional abuse, financial abuse, spousal abuse in, in so many different ways. And, uh, and I mean, there's, there's lots of resources online to be able to have a list of the different forms of abuse. But, um, but how, I think the general rule for me is, does it feel good or does it feel bad? You know, is it making you feel good about yourself or is it making you feel bad about yourself? And I think that simple question, if the answer is I don't feel good, then that's a big red flag and a, re a really good indication that that's something you really need to explore further. And uh, thankfully, there's been so much work in this industry. So there's so many wonderful resources out there. But the first step to me is asking, you know, like, love shouldn't hurt you. You know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't hurt you emotionally. It shouldn't hurt you in any way. So does it feel good or does it feel bad? And, and if it feels bad, you got to go further into that. And what do you do if you believe you are experiencing domestic abuse? What's, for example, a first step? Well, uh, it depends on the type of abuse that you're experiencing, to be honest. I mean, the first step is if you're in any sort of physical danger, call 911. No question. No question. And I think that's actually, uh, I say no question, uh, yet it's something that I, a lot of people feel is too extreme for the level that they are experiencing it. So, um, and it, that is just not the case. So if you are being shaken, if you are being pushed, punched, anything, call 911. That's not, just because your life isn't being threatened right now, that doesn't mean it, that doesn't warrant a 911 call. It does get help. Worst case scenario, they'll, they'll pass you to someone who, who can help you in that specific way. But the 911 um, operators are there to be able to help emergency situations. And if you've just been beaten up or shaken or anything like that, that warrants a 911 call. If it is non-physical, um, there are a lot of different resources, but there is a 24-hour helpline 
um, that you can, if you Google it, you can, uh, it'll come up right away, just 24 hour domestic abuse hotline in Calgary. And that will be there. And the wonderful thing about that is that it's connected to all the different organizations in Calgary. So whatever your issue is, whatever form of abuse, they can put you where you need to be with the right person to help you. And we'll make sure to put that uh, helpline in our show notes when we post the episode. Sounds great. I'll, I'll give you everything. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> you don't need to do any of the heavy lifting. <laughs> Sure, really good advice. But I think if things aren't maybe to that point yet, but women kind of know that this isn't really the relationship for them and it could be heading that way and they just have been broken down maybe verbally or whatever throughout the years and they don't really have the self-confidence to, you know, pick up and leave, especially if they have kids, um, because that can be a big like life decision. So what kind of, do you have any advice for women say in that situation, how they can kind of just boost their self-confidence to begin with so they can get to the point of leaving? Yeah. You know what, again, this is something I'm actually going to give you the link to the, uh, to the event that we had yesterday too, because we recorded it. Um, and in it, actress Olivia Stock uh, did kind of uh, address that a little bit about how healing doesn't have to um, look the same way for everybody. So there's no one size fits all for for anyone and any form of healing. Um, so I would suggest in a situation like that, if a woman is on the fence, first thing I would do is reach out to someone because that's another myth. Um, reaching out to someone doesn't mean you have to leave. Reaching out to someone means you can create a safety plan with someone who's a skilled professional. You can uh, talk about the forms of abuse and just suddenly now be able to identify it which can also help uh, when you're in that situation, identifying it, being able to say, hey, stop doing this. This is financial abuse. This is emotional abuse. Do you understand that right now you are gaslighting me and that's not okay? You know what I mean? Things like that. So just even being able to empower yourself with the correct terminology to be able to understand exactly what's happening and translate that uh, to, to your partner is a great first step to personally empowering yourself and creating that connection should you want to leave. Uh, in the future. Um, and then there's also all those other wonderful ways to be able to make yourself feel better, you know, like being immersed in nature, exercising, all of those things. Sometimes one of the best things to do is just go lie down on some grass and just be at peace, you know what I mean? Breathe and just feel the, feel the air around you and connect with yourself again. Um, and I think that's, that, that is often one of the first things to go and, and what is the, a huge catalyst for abuse growing is losing touch with yourself. <clears throat> yeah, a couple things there. There's a thing called grounding and that's when you take off your shoes and you sit or step into on the grass and just kind of get all the negative ions and the energy from the earth or something that's supposedly really, really healing and forest bathing, which is essentially hiking that they do in Japan. Um, but they kind of just go for a walk in the forest and really just cleanses the spirit. Like, do you um, need to be naked? I don't think so. Not in that case. <laughs> it might work better or more efficiently. Uh, Lindy's down. Know, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> Lindy's in. <laughs> take it off. And I will mention gaslighting. For those who don't know, gaslighting um, means that your part it's a form of uh, verbal or emotional abuse i believe and yeah, psychological. you will correct me if i'm wrong jordan but it means that your partner is abusing you in a way that they think you're starting to think that yourself is crazy or you're kind of to starting to doubt your mental capabilities 
Yeah, and you know what, gaslighting is a really um, difficult concept for people who have never experienced it to really understand because on the surface, it sounds like, no, but you would know the truth, so it shouldn't matter how many times someone tells you that it's not the truth. However, what happens is it's stuff, it's sneaky stuff. For example, uh, uh, last night you were really mean to me uh, and you were aggressive and I, I didn't appreciate how you were behaving towards me. And then having come back to um, actually, you were the one way more drunk. You were the one that was being rude. You were the one that was blah, blah, blah. And you saying, uh, no, I had two drinks. Oh, you had two drinks, did you? Actually, what you didn't realize was that so-and-so was filling up your glass and you actually ended up having 10 or something like that. You know what I mean? And then having the person be like, what? Really? Because you assume this person that you're speaking to is not lying to you, right? So you assume if they're speaking with complete confidence, of course they wouldn't lie to you. Of course they wouldn't be trying to manipulate you. So you believe it. And then it happens again. It happens again and again and again and again until not only are your memories not something that you can rely on, they're also not even your own memories anymore because they're the memories that were put there after all that interaction. Yeah, and, and it sneaks up on you, so it's yes. uh, it's definitely where's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Gems for Gems uh, is such an incredible organization, and congratulations on all your success, Jordan. Uh, can you tell us how we can help, how we can contribute towards Gems for Gems? Definitely. There's a few different ways. Um, one is to keep an eye out for any events that we do. For instance, uh, the Ignite event went so well that uh, all the partners and several requests from the public are to be able to make a series out of it. So that is very exciting. So that's a free event. And, and uh, to my knowledge, we plan on keeping it free to make sure it's fully accessible to everyone. Um, we also have a swag line. Uh, which is a lot of uh, cute clothing, loungewear, uh, that has our slogan, Be the Change, on it, with uh, also Gems for Gems is on it as well. Uh, so there's that, and all the proceeds from that fund our scholarship program, which is amazing. Um, and then we also, obviously, you can give donations of either jewelry or funds, whatever is best for you. Awesome. And so I guess how can we find you online and learn all about Gems for Gems? Uh, well, our website is www.gemsforgems.com. We are on Instagram with our swag store. So it's just gem swag <laughs> and then and Gems for Gems Canada. And our Facebook is Gems for Gems. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jordan, for joining us. And I look forward to see what else crazy awesome stuff you're going to do in the future with this uh, organization. Thank you so much, Lindy. And I'm so grateful for you ladies having me on here. It was lovely. You two are fantastic. And I can't wait to watch more of your episodes too. Awesome. It's our pleasure. Be the change, everybody. Hashtag be the change. And that is it for our show today. Thank you all for tuning into Prosecco Party Podcast. And thank you, Jordan, for being on our show. Yeah, thank you so much, Jordan. And for you guys, make sure to check her out. Uh, check out Jordan and Gems for Gems online. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Prosecco Party Podcast. And follow us personally on Instagram, Lindy at Miss Health Nut, and Isabel, of course, at Isabel Valoria. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And remember, life is short, so join the party. 
Cheers. Caffeine party today. <laughs> yeah, loser. <laughs> <laughs>